to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth, and a ginge. A ginge. Two girls, one goth, and a ginger. Wow. You like that? Yeah, With it's a, twist. a huge honor. Thank you for having me. <laughs> With a ginger twist. <laughs> With a ginger twist. Sounds like some sort of like seltzer drink. I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very into it. So we have Jared with us today again, and I thought it would be kind of fun to do a music-themed episode of Killing Time. I love this. Everything will kind of have a little music thread throughout the entire episode. Everybody Except for music. the worst thing, because we can't control that, frankly. We can't. I wish that there are some music-themed themed worst things but we're still gathering every- your worst experiences is music to our ears so that counts <laughs> there you go yes Perfect. make make up a theme if it doesn't exist you yeah. know which is probably what we're gonna have to do for our dark day today right billy because this probably isn't music themed you know what the dark day is not music themed and this is particularly dark it's june 10th and in 2004 ali landry divorces mario lopez after only two weeks. Who would divorce Mario Lopez? Those dimples, man. Irreconcilable differences after only two weeks of marriage. Wait. Wow. I two love weeks. Mario Lopez. Two He's weeks so to cute. decide. It's there's no there's no, no way we can fix, fix this. Yeah, honestly, this marriage, this this whole thing we spent all this money on, our families <laughs> yeah. two I weeks. Need to decide you're done in two weeks is fascinating. I need to know more. I was there a big wedding? Unless, How long did they date? Did before? she find out that he fucked her best friend? Like there has to be some catastrophic betrayal to pull the plug two weeks in. But I will say this: that was the joke one. I do want to say oh, what the real okay. one is. In 2007, this was the date of the Sopranos season finale Ugh. and the cut to black. Ending. Uh, now it, I want to I want to uh, I want to talk to because I know that Alexis recently binged uh, the entire series of The Sopranos. What is your interpretation of the cut to black scene? Okay, so I had seen The Sopranos originally when, not when it aired. I saw it, you know, in high school, and I watched it again when the pandemic began. And my interpretation, if you look at that episode, my interpretation is that he's already dead. And when he's in the safe house and he's hiding from the, you know, the family that wants to kill him, he wakes up in the safe house and his arms are crossed and he, he's laying like he's in a coffin. And uh, there's a lot of things that lend to the idea that he's dead. They, they have all these weird illusions towards the afterlife. If you look closely, if you deconstruct what happens between when Tony wakes up in the stash house and safe house and when he... Final scene, cut to black in this diner when his family is like made in America, right? And his family's in and out. And I think, I think he's in like heaven. I think that's his heaven. I think well, it's, yeah. it's like this Americana moment. He's in a diner. I think they're playing Don't Stop his, Believing by Oh, Journey. it's Don't Stop yeah. Believing. Yeah. yeah. But it was like one of those very American songs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that's where he wants to be. I think he's dead. Well, there's another. It's my interpretation. There's a theory out there that. So. There is a guy that glances at him and then goes to the bathroom mm-hmm. in the diner. Mm-hmm. That guy is credited as man in members only jacket. Now, wait, I have a fun fact. I was in a members only commercial when I was a baby. <laughs> oh my That's god! That's a great fact. Wow. <laughs> More interesting than anything we're talking Just about. Just let you wow. know. I mean, listen, I didn't watch The Sopranos, so I gotta pop in when I can. So continue, Billy. So, the title, uh, the title of the opening episode of the season was actually called Members Only, and that's when Tony gets shot. So what they're saying is that, and also Tony has said that his favorite scene from The Godfather is when Michael Corleone at the restaurant goes into the bathroom and gets the gun and then shoots 
uh, the two guys at the table. So what they're thinking is that that is what's going to happen. He was just laying those Mm-mm. Easter eggs out there. No, I I read an interview with the guy who wrote The Sopranos, and he literally was like, no, I didn't mean anything by that. Like, literally, you can Google it. And he was, he was probed. He's like, it's for you guys to interpret. Mm-hmm. So I take it... it, it He's trying to dodge, and he's confusing yeah, us. Yeah, listen. And it worked. Listen, but Paul, The Sopranos is a genius series. Paul McCartney will say, like, the Paul is dead stuff didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some stuff there. Absolutely. That was, that was something that they all said, we're going to do this, and we're going to, and we're just going to fuck with people, and we're just going to bring it to our graves, because there's something there. For sure. Well, <laughs> you know, it could have been them just kind of, like, doing stuff in a weird way, and then when it caught on, they were like, oh, we're latching yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're I mean, yeah, but yeah. But definitely something was purposefully happening. Yeah, and I think that's what, doing the members only yeah. thing, calling somebody man a members only jacket, and then having the first scene, the, the first episode called members only is a little sketch to me, and I think he was leading us it. towards something. It was great. I want to try to make everyone hate me really quick. I've only seen the first and last episode of The Sopranos. All right, just watch it. Oh, it's it's so an insane good. way to do it. Yeah. I tried to get Jack in on it by saying Larry David makes a cameo, which he does. That's such a small moment of delight. That's perfect. For and then don't very... tell her when. So then we have I'm to not going to tell you when. Just watch all of it and wait for it. All right. Okay. Well, now I'm going to pop in because I did some research about Mario Lopez while you guys were talking about The Sopranos yes. that I wasn't listening to. Mario Lopez did cheat on Ali Landry. I would dump his ass too. On his bachelor party. And then he was saying that he had second thoughts and wasn't in love with her. And then they still got married. So that is Who did very she cheat on her with? Just a rando? I think a random girl on his bachelor party. That's awful. I mean, how typical. How, how typical. cliche in a skeezy way. I'm Men are all the same. Mm, Men are 100%. all the same. Except right, for guys? Jared. Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Billy? What? Yeah. Yeah. Except yep. for Jared. Except for <laughs> no. Jared. I don't want to be. No, no, no. No, that except is, for you. This is a compliment. Okay. Well, he doesn't want to get into a flame war with Mario Lopez. Not guilty. That's what he said. No. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> wrong section. Oh, wrong, wrong section. segment, Jared. Wrong segment. All right. Well, well. Plead the fifth. Now, we've got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? All right, well, welcome to On The Stand. Today is a music-themed On The Stand. We're all bringing something music-related to defend or prosecute, and the rest of us will vote if it is guilty or not guilty. Who would like to go first? Billy? Oh. Oh, sorry. Billy, go first. You go first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So last week, well, I guess last weekend, it's a Friday, we're recording. So, okay, last weekend... On SNL, Lil Nas, Lil Nas X mm-hmm. was the performer. Yes. And he was amazing and also sexy. Oh, yeah. I was so enamored by his sexuality and his like sensuousness and his li- lip gloss. I'm like, holy shit, his abs. His thrusts. I was like, I, don't, I was like, this gender bending stuff, I get it. I'm here for it because I'm attracted. I don't know what that means, but here I am. And then he had this very provocative part of this dancing he did dancing, <laughs> dancing. where he grabbed D-A-N-S-E. his he grabbed his crotch and he was on a pole and he like did a whole to do i was like wow so sexual and then later i was googling and i learned that he had actually split his pants yep. and was holding his crotch so his dick wouldn't fall out of his pants love it and i am here to say whoa the charisma to just handle it like that it he was amazing he was gorgeous He's talented. 
Andy can handle shit under pressure because I was just I mean, flabbergasted by his his uh, innovativeness and how he pulled that off so flawlessly because you couldn't you thought it was part of the dance you had no idea yeah and it's funny because he did I think it was a TikTok that he did after it he's like I split my pants on live national television last night. And he's like, I plan a lot of bullshit. That's what he was saying. He's like, I plan all these stunts. He's like, that was not planned. And he, j- it was so seamless. You would have never known if he didn't say anything. Hard. N- you would yeah. never know. I would be like, well, he's holding his junk for a long time. But yeah. I was like, that's part of it. Because I know he likes to revoke people who are um, bigots. Yeah. He likes to do it and he should do it. And, yeah. you know, he's here. He's successful. And he likes to fuck with people who are mm-hmm. anti-gay or or, or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's doing it. And no, it was literally practical. Mm-hmm. He was just holding his junk so they wouldn't fall out. But you know what? Either way, I support him. I love that guy. I love him so much because, like you were saying, he just trolls everybody. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I love him for he, it. Yep. And, and it's amazing because he's just doubling down on who he is at his very core. And I fucking love it because he's just getting, like I said, so much hate from all these fucking asshole, bigot pieces of shit. And he oppressors. Is, yeah. And he is just living his best life. Laughing to the bank, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he was he, lap dancing Satan. Ooh, I'm like, get this. Love that. Piss yeah. him off. Pole dancing his way down oh, to yeah. hell. I'm like, this is the fucking uh, shit. Well, I loved it. You got to give him props because every, every extremely intelligent artist, I feel like, has this sort of evolution to them. Yeah. And he, I mean, think about like when Old Town Road came out. It's like, would you ever think that this was going to turn into anything? That was going to be that guy, honestly. And, and he's done such an amazing job. I at love Billy Ray Cyrus for yeah. getting on that song, that and he's so, so random. His people, no, his people are genius because we all know Billy Ray Cyrus because of Miley. Yeah, but that song really made him relevant with like Gen Gen Z people. Yeah. like it was such a smart move. Yeah. It was such, yeah, it was such a great And it was the right move, yeah. you know? Like, Lil Nas X is so talented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you want to collab with him? Yeah. But so you'd be like, hey, TikTokers, you guys like Aiky Breaky Heart? And they'd be yeah. like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Lil Nas? That's the guy that's on the track, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, he just, I mean, he came out with a bang. With a bang. And wow. everything about him is just so fabulous and fucking amazing. And those shoes. So I would Don't kill forget for those his shoes. Lips. Yeah. His lips. I want like, I wish they were mine. Yeah, I love him so you're much. You're so sexy, Lil Nas, if you're listening. <laughs> Again, he's not listening. Come on, you might. He might. He might be. You never know. Not guilty. Not guilty. Oh, amazing. Give him the gavel, <laughs> in fact. All right. <laughs> not guilty. Acquitted. Okay, I'll go next. So, on the stand today, and I am in defense of, because I love it so, so much. Ooh, I can't wait for this. The emo resurgence. Ooh. I never thought it would come, you know, and I am dating. I was almost going to say I'm married to, but I'm not Ooh. married to you yet. I'm dating. Jared is smiling. Yeah, actually, we have an He's announcement. He's like, what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wanted to wait till we were live on the air. <laughs> you heard it here first. Jared's getting down Jared's on one knee right, right now. Jared's getting down on one knee right now. He's tying a shoe. Jared was in an emo band that has turned into a regular band that still has emo roots. True. I loved emo bands since I was 15 years old and it kind of emo music sort of took a nosedive for a while and I never thought it was going to come back really because it was like, you know, 
we had our time. It's you nostalgic. Think it was niche? Like, but it, people still loved it. It was right? always niche, but it's been so long that now all the people that loved emo music, it's been like 15 years. And now it's this big nostalgia wave that's coming back. And not only is it this big nostalgia thing, it's now mainstream. Yeah. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly all over the place, Dude, dating was- Megan Fox maybe a list celebrity travis barker dating courtney kardashian a plus list celebrity we are now getting it's getting into the mainstream and these are old school email people there's also this new wave of email which all the gen z emo but it's the old emo is coming back and i have never been happier in my life i love it no. I listened to that Machine Gun Kelly song. It's, it's like my best friend's ex or something, or yeah. my ex's best friend. I listened to that song on repeat one day. It's so good. I was like, <laughs> I thought Mich- Machine Gun Kelly was a rapper. And he then was. I, he was. So he he so we fuck he, he bait and switched. He me. pivoted because he knew it was going to make him. Successful. But I'm telling you, like it's emo stuff is good. Mm-hmm. Jared, thoughts? Um. Well, now the main is on the radio. Yeah. So, so you know? yeah, my first thought would be I'm so thankful that this is happening because it's really opening up a lot of doors for bands, especially like mine. Because there's not ma- that many bands that have been around for almost 15 years that get their first radio song now. Right. And Dude, <clears throat> you're just... Dude, this is so exciting. It's just timing wise. You, you never peaked. know. You haven't even peaked yet. No. You're about to. This is so good. <laughs> You're about to peak. You're going like, to be so rich. I can't wait to fucking oh t- my tether my yacht to yours. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't I don't have a yacht, guys. Be I, I'm, emo, I just mean eventually one day, hopefully. Well, if Emo can buy a yacht, then I'll be completely shocked. We'll see. You think Blink 182 doesn't have a yacht? They weren't Emo. They have been they mainstream were, the entire time. <laughs> they were power punk or pop punk. They've Whatever, been, guys. You know what I mean. Blink's been like up in the... They've been in orbit since like the late 90s. Yeah. You know? So I just... I'm really thankful for it. And I, I think it's incredible that like people are giving it a shot. And so, like it's pretty much mostly Travis Barker doing all the heavy lifting. Right yeah. Now. Like he has made such a name for himself in... Working with other people. In a hip hop sense. And in that sense, making these connections and kind of turning the ship towards something that's a little bit more familiar with him that incorporates rock music. So because of that, something happened and people remember this, this genre from the two thousands. And it's like, it just kind of like came back and slapped everybody in the face. And it's the like, lane is open so excited. It's crazy. So I'm just happy that we're, that we were able to hang on long enough to still be doing it when this came back around. Hardly. So. I would hardly call what you're doing is hanging on. You guys have been doing amazing well, things, but there's so many bands from back in the day that have disbanded because it is the demand dwindled yeah it did it dwindled for like a while where nobody was really touring anymore and everybody kind of dropped off but we've had to be very creative you know and 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 thankfully weathering the storm long enough and just kind of like doing our own thing it's kind of come full circle so i'm really excited once shit's back open like seeing what actually happens so heck yeah Yeah. i'm just waiting for jack vanek bracelets to be back in style all the vintage (laughs) ones are going to be on ebay for like two grand each oh my god for real (laughs) a vintage jv yeah it's like beanie babies not Not guilty not guilty that's what's up wow okay billy all right so right before we we actually mentioned this last episode uh or i brought it up but i want to talk about the worst time in music history, <laughs> which is the late 90s. Oh, and excuse me. I disagree. I feel like that's the best wait, time in music this history. This is why wait, we wait. have these discussions. This is why we have these discussions. Now, I will say this. You know, as somebody that was playing 
pro roller hockey and in the arenas and hearing every pro roller hockey. <laughs> That's right, everyone. <laughs> Professional roller hockey and hearing every band that they signed after Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Who's they? The music industry. The powers that be. The okay. powers that be. And you had so much of that aggro rock, which turned into, which you saw at Woodstock 99. Totally. Name, name a few examples. Limp Biscuit. Love Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Nookie, classic. I got it. Well, I, I, well, I have to Limp divert Biscuit. there only Fred because. Fred Durst is some good I, shit. Like, I accidentally grew up on Limp Biscuit. So it's like, <laughs> Limp Biscuit's not bad. It, it was the thing that. Ba with the ba? Okay, so like, that is Kid, no, that's rock. Kid rock. Oops. Well, you know, but this is, I think that kind of lends itself to Billy's point, though. There was this weird uh, coagulated, like, leftover murkiness from, like, all the butt rock. We call them butt rock bands. It's honestly a mixture between, like, Nickelback and real rock. Like it's no, sort it of is. I got it. mainstreamy screamo rock. It's I, got, not I even... gotta tell you though, Nickelback is real rock to a I, lot of people. Honestly, I love my dad's favorite band is Nickelback, and I support him. See, anytime anybody makes fun of Nickelback, I'm like, do you know how rich they yeah. are? Oh my god, Chad. They don't. Chad care. Kroger owns Vancouver, I think. <laughs> yeah, no. He's like the president or whatever that is. I, I was, was when they were still selling CDs, and yeah. everybody knows who they are. No, there's a reason Avril Lavigne left Brody Jenner to be with him. The honestly. <laughs> Even if you were a one-hit wonder in the '90s, you're a millionaire. So, so imagine how much money they, they have. have. So, yeah. do, so is your is the bone to pick with the post with like post grunge, post rock? Like, wait, name a few more. Name a few more uh, examples. Okay, now there was some good things going on because you had all the boy bands then, and yeah. you had Britney and Christina. Yeah. So like that part was going good, but I'm yeah. talking about like rock, rock radio. After I loved, af- I loved early two thousands rock radio. After grunge, but Dude, I'm talking like, about, but but I'm talking about American Rejects. No, 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 no. He's talking earlier. Are you talking earlier? about like a like Eve an six? six? Yes, <gasps> Eve six. I would six. swallow them. Uh, Smash, Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth, Harvey Danger Eve? had that yeah. one. Yeah. Hit. Flagpole sitter? See, that's my shit. That dude. is my shit. I'm not kidding. Music. Eve when, six, flagpole sitter. Like that shit is my. F- when that, Jared and I first, go, Edwin that's McCain. That's the first CD that I ever. Dude, I love Flagpole Sitter. Flagpole by Harvey Danger. It's the best. When Jared and I go on road trips, we always, we always play like a late 90s, early 2000s alternative radio Eagle Eye Cherry Day Tonight. One of the worst songs ever. No, honestly, classic. Best song, maybe my favorite song in the whole world. I honestly didn't think. There has never been a better time in radio music than the late 90s. No, no. Alternative radio. The only good thing that was going on in the late 90s was, was Radiohead. <laughs> is what? Where Radiohead. have you no. been? They w- Radiohead, Radiohead wasn't even on the radio. Radiohead had OK Computer and they had Kid A. Listen, that's different. Computer. You can't even compare Radiohead Creep, to, radio, to alternative radio. They yes. weren't playing Radiohead on the radio. Music no. music was awful. And then who saved music? Who saved rock music? Music was great. The Strokes and the White Stripes. Well, they come out in 2001 no. and they blow the doors off. And then that saved at least. They course corrected. They course corrected the some stripes? of it for sure. I'd rather listen to Smash Mouth over the White Stripes. But see, this is why this is why uh, is why I romanticize that whole period of late nineties. Right? Is like shrill compared to the smoothness that is Eve Six or Adam McKay. Like White Stripes, Third Eye Blind. No, White Stripes is Third Eye Blind is my second favorite band of all time. Of all time, I'm not kidding. Same with Jared. It's when Tub Thumping came out. Like, are you serious? Yes. Here's the okay. Well, there's no. Especially being a music journalist at the time. Oh, Billy, you're like I was a music 
music journalist. I'm a crime journalist. Like you change. I've been a crime journalist for 30 years. Well, were you or were you a music journalist? No, it can't I, be both. I, I was a I was a music and sports journalist until 1999. Now it's a sports journalist. Now you're a sports Wait. and music journalist. You know what? And an independent indie journalist who can curse. Like how convenient. That was. Ma'am, you're not yeah. prosecuting the issue. I was working <laughs> when you guys were in grade school. Yes, that is this true. Is a, Alexis is really poking holes in your story. No, no it's not poking it's holes convenient. in my story. It's not convenient. Well, it's, it's what was happening. My my counterpoint would be this. It would be that the reason that I think I romanticized that period of music in my mind is that they were letting <laughs> pretty much anything on the radio. Like That's shit not was, true. She was all across the spectrum of, of rock music. Like if you think like like some weird like Zydeco shit, like Dave Matthews is on the same station as like, like Kiss Spot Chris from a Rose. Seal. Seal. That's <laughs> happening around this time. Like that's a great song. It is a great song, but it fit, it somehow was in the in the melting pot of all this other stuff. And like, I guess my point is like, alternative rock and like rock stations in the late '90s were like willing to take chances on bands. That's probably why there were a lot of one hit wonders. But they're all so good. I think yeah. dolls, Sex and Candy, maybe Marcy. Oh Playground, my god, Marcy like Playground. Like, <laughs> but dude, a lot Black of that Hole is so. Sun? It's so. Well, Soundgarden. That's. That's early. Uh, Black Hole Sun is like actually, you know, no Soundgarden no, doesn't. That's not. A, that's not in the same genre. Yeah. Well, it came. I learned it about it at the same time. But Weezer, Weezer, big yeah. one for me. Mm-hmm. Counting Crows, the Dandy Warhol, Counting Crows, mm-hmm. oh god, mm-hmm. Everclear, Everclear, Eve Six, Fastball, which yeah, we'll fastball. talk about later. Wow. Fuel, Green dude, Day, fuel. fuel. That's, the fuel crossed the line into like Incubus. slight butt rock, Incubus. and I loved it. Ugh. yeah. So lit, lit. With uh, the Pamela Marcy An- Playground, Pamela Anderson, the the lit song. You make me completely miserable. I remember listening to that on fucking repeat. Yep, yep. Oh God, wow. This. I mean, listen. I don't think we're gonna agree on this. I think this might be a case of mistrial. Mistrial. Well, well there's ooh, three mistrial. of us. Okay. Yeah. So who's wait? Who's is this? Billy's. Yeah, this is mine. Yeah. All right. So you're voting. Guilty. guilty as all hell. Wait, guilty as it's bad. It's yes. the worst. It's the <laughs> worst. Late 90s. It late 90s is the worst peer is the worst sort of like four year block from 96 to Ibera. I've truly never disagreed on anything with you more than I do on this I, subject. Me wow. too. That's the most nostalgic time musically for yes. me. I I cry when I hear that music now cuz I love it so much. Yes. I, not guilty. I owe my whole career to it so I have to say not guilty. Not guilty. Sorry Billy, Ooh. you've been outnumbered. All right. All right, Jared, your turn. Oh, okay. Um so I didn't have really any ideas for this, but I was on, uh, I forget where I was the other day. Have you guys heard of K-pop? Yeah, of course. Duh. Okay, so Korean pop music. Um, I know nothing about it. And I knew nothing about it until about three days ago. I guess the biggest band in K-pop is BTS, correct? Yeah, yes. one of the biggest bands probably in the world. Okay, mm-hmm. so we grew up with like boy bands and stuff. And like we were used to that like sugary pop stuff. This is on a whole other level yeah. of sugary. I don't know, like... I just hadn't listened to it. I know it's the biggest thing in the world. I'm, I was afraid to even bring it up because I know their fan base is like an entire army of people who like, you know, they super duper defend them. But I got to say, I heard this new song by BTS. It's called Butter. Have you heard it? No. It's so good. Is it's it? It's really good. It's like, a, it's like a pop classic. And I was shocked. And I was like working out to it. The other, normally I'm working out to like Metallica and like, Heavy, heavy, like, heavy I'm gonna shit. Punch metal. Yeah, and, and I'm like, yeah, walls. and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put the song on, and I like, literally no, had it. So I watched the doc on Netflix about the girl K-pop group that is the equivalent to BTS. Is it Blackpink? Yes. Yeah. So I watched the Blackpink documentary, and I 
fell in love with them. And I love like, I think one of them is from Australia or New Zealand oh, and weird. one of them is from England, but they all speak Korean. Some of them don't speak English though, but, and they all have this, like they talked about their relationship in their story. Their entire K-pop world is like American Idol, where you audition and mm-hmm. you're put in a band. And oh, that's yeah. the other thing too. I, it's I, a calculated. It's like you thing. go to like camp, like a camp. Yeah. Like there's no, like a like, training. Oh no, you're selected. Like, oh yeah. If you pass all this, you'll make it in K-pop. You have to be the best of the best. They put you through like boot camp. Yeah. And they handpick you and they curate <laughs> groups and then they blow you the fuck up. Yeah. And you become. A sensation. It's like American Idol. If you win American Idol, well, you're famous. It's like that with K-pop, except they... It's like Lou Pearlman, but... Yeah. Exa- crazy. And more mechanical. Yeah. Where it's like, you apply here. Here's where you... Yeah. Here's the first stage of camp, where you go and you learn how to dance and this. And it's like, they're curating the best of the best. And I was so fascinated by that model. And I was actually sort of more into it than the American model, because here your odds are just a fucking crapshoot. At least you know if you've made it. At least you're competing for your actual skills. Like people right. here mm-hmm. become famous when they fucking suck because they have a rich parent or they're they get lucky like on TikTok or, or something. they get lucky. But like also, I I'm not knocking that. That's fucking great. Yeah. But at least there, you're literally like competing because you have better skills, dancing, singing, and and they're like, okay, you you're gonna be famous. We're gonna make you famous because you're the best. And I was sort of into that. It was sort of like the Olympics of musical talent and they skyrocket the best to the top and I didn't hate it I'm not knocking people in the US I'm just saying <laughs> I thought it was, it's so different than what we're used to Alexis, Alexis Linkletter cancels people hey, in the US cancels all US every US American <laughs> Alexis Linkletter disparages every American fuck fuck okay oh you God. hear me though right, I'm just yes. saying I love their model yes. it's different than ours and I am support it so yeah. I yeah so I guess I just kind of came here to put k-pop on the stand because like do we think is this a good thing is yes. this like a good thing for the future of pop yeah. music and y- music you itself? know what I, I will say this i do uh, i do appreciate them but they also just came out with a bts meal at mcdonald's they did what yes. is it dude that's how you know you're rich a fan just, a fan just tweeted <laughs> right. here's yeah. what it is alexis is gonna really like it oh. 10 piece chicken nuggets whoa Cajun and sweet chili sauces, which are not sauces that you normally get at McDonald's, no. so they're bringing Wait, them out. a sweet out. chili is a, is a UK sauce. And medium fries and a Coke. That is the BTS meal. Also, I love Honestly, that they That's didn't... my order, if just ketchup. Wait, you, I can get, you can get sweet chili at an American McDonald's That's right what now? I'm saying. It's a very European thing. It, that's what they're saying right now. For a limited time, you're able to get that. That's a so big basically, deal. all they did is bring in two extra sauces. That's so right. basically, I love them even more now. This is amazing. Okay, BTS... I'm saying not guilty. Not, not guilty. guilty. Biggest fans. Yes, big, big fans. Cool. All right, well, when we come back, it's time for some True Crime Rewind. True Crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Music and crime really do go hand in hand. And since we have our own resident rock star here, Jared Main, <laughs> Jared, Jared Main. Monaco, Jar- at Jared okay. Main. Use the handle, Jared Main. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Um, so, Jared, there's so many crimes that are connected to music. We're going to talk about a bunch of them. What, when you think music and crime, what's the first thing that jumps out at you? Man. You know what's funny is it's such an innocent crime. What? Millie Vanilli. 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. I don't know why. That's the first. Wow. Yeah, that's the it's fraud. It's deception. It's, it, yeah. it, it, which was I really such that. an insane yes. story. It was. Well, you, you know, when I when I think about crime and music, the first one I'm going to think about is John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. We we've all talked about that, but then you know I wanted to talk about crimes that actually musicians perpetrated. Oh, okay. So it goes to the first one I'm thinking about is Sid Vicious. Now, Sid Vicious, the Hotel Chelsea in New York, he killed his girlfriend. Bottom line, he killed his girlfriend. He says he didn't remember it, but he stabbed Nancy in, I believe it was the stomach. She dies in the bathroom of the Hotel Chelsea. Now, Sid Vicious is considered sort of a rock and roll icon. The guy was really, really shitty as a bassist, and (laughs) he he really couldn't play. And I didn't know that. I mean, he's not known for his bass playing. No, he, he's, he's known he's, for the murder. He's known he's, for something else. He's, yeah. he's, he's known for, for being killing. a guy that was like, oh, addicted to drugs and yeah, yeah, did a crazy. Yeah. And he did when he sang "My Way" was probably thing. the best thing that he did. Yeah, I mean, he went by Sid Vicious. It's like, yeah, I'm jealous of the nickname, frankly. Man, so you can't be what that edgy real, anymore. What was his real name? Do we know? I, I know it. Uh, uh, John Simon Ritchie. Oh, that's not, it's not a bad name, name but it's like it's three first names. Is it too late in my career to do Lex Vicious, or is that... Yeah, like... that's too, I think you're too okay, late. Okay, sorry. Yeah. But also, let's talk about some other people. Okay. Lead, Lead Belly. Now, you know who Lead Belly is, right? Yes. I yeah. don't. What is nope. it? Okay. You know um, you know the song, uh, Where'd You Sleep Last Night, that Nirvana does on Unplugged? Yes. In the Pines, in the Pines. Yes. Great, great murder ballad. Well, that was done by Lead Belly. And... He actually murdered a relative while fighting over a woman and was sentenced to 35 years in prison. Oh, wow. Yeah. A relative? Fighting a relative? Mm-hmm. That's very obtuse. Mm-hmm. Like a second cousin? He, like only served, he only served seven years, though. But his guitar actually was up for sale. And Kurt Cobain wanted to buy it. And he asked David Geffen to buy it for him. David Geffen said, no, I wouldn't. I I won't buy it for you. Now, here's the crazy thing about that story is that he had the guitar that he played on, that Kurt Cobain played um, on Unplugged, right? Mm -hmm. Famous guitar, one of the most famous performances ever. absolutely. The guy that that Francis Bean Cobain married, she gave him the guitar and then then she tried to get it back after they divorced and the guy freaking kept the guitar and then auctioned it off. (gasps) I remember this happening. So... The fact that he mentioned that on the on the show that he wanted a famous guitar that it's like and then he sings that amazing song, it's one of the like the the most horrific stories I've ever heard in rock and roll. That's like you just you don't tamper with no. you don't tamper with the Family. cornerstones of why would she have given that guitar to that guy? Music history. Maybe he took it from their marital home. Like maybe she didn't give it to no, him. No, she maybe she might not have even given it to him. It could he have might... been like where it's what a contentious a... divorce. He takes it <sighs> and like so... and unless a judge orders it given back. That's what fucking happens when you move in with someone and you get into a fight, and, you know? By the way, the the uh, house that he wrote in utero in is actually up for sale for a million dollars. What? In, in wow. Hollywood Hills, yeah. It's the one with the steps, though. Remember I told you about that place uh, that has all the steps? I'll take a step if I live in a Kirk Dude, house. Yeah. The one thing I will say about that guitar, certain guitars that you'll pick up, usually like old like vintage guitars, yeah. like, they almost have a soul to them. You can feel like there's something about either the craftsmanship or the history of it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it feels different. So to take something like that and remove it from the family that had this history with it, it's 
Yeah, it almost feels that's a bummer. It's your wrong. birth. It's your no, birth. It's even right. darker. There's, there's it's like to spite to your ex-wife like that is fucking disgusting. It's your birthright. It's one thing to do. Just yeah. a, it's just yeah. a, it's a, a house shitty, or something or no. a dog it's, even, it's, but it's like it's that. It's mean spirited. No, a house and a dog equally fucked up, Billy. Yeah, by but, the way. but it's but, almost it's an it's literally a family no, it's heirloom. Family. No, yeah. it's it's generationally fucked up. It's like taking your grandma's ring. I'd be pissed. Not okay. I'd be pissed. I'd be mad. All right. So next we are going to hear your worst stories the worst things that you've ever done you are a horrible person what's the worst thing you've ever done we're back friends the worst of the worst (laughs) is risen to the top and we're here (laughs) to explore it thank you for bearing your soul to us we are forever grateful we're going to just dive right in to our first, our firsty worsty. Wait, Alexis, before we do this, please tell our firsties where they can call in and tell us their stories. Please actually call us. We're your biggest advocates. 323-539-3516. Absolve yourself. Get that weight off your chest, off your shoulders. It'll feel amazing. And we always have the backs of those of you who share your confessions with us. Yes. And we appreciate you. And uh, if you even are in the position to share them, because you feel bad about them, then you're a great person. But anyways, up to the first one. Here we go. Okay, guys, worst thing I've ever done. I was about 21 or 22. Um, my first job out of college, went out with some coworkers, got totally drunk. Um, saw this cute guy at the bar. He was hitting on me. I found out that he was pretty high up in local government, married with kids. We end up going back to the mayor's office and have sex on the conference room table. While we were having sex, I realized it's the smallest penis I have ever seen, felt, completely sober up, get the hell out of there, walk to breakfast the next morning with a bunch of friends, sit down at the diner, who is there but this man and his wife and children, and he has a new set of twins. So... That's the worst thing I've ever done. Don't judge me. Yes. Okay. My favorite thing about what you did is I love just like the mayor's office conference room. Sexual. It's like you, yes, you rally against the institution. You you express yourself in the mayor's office, even when no one knows. It feels good to rebel. The thing is, I don't even think she thought that she was heading that way. It just happened to be in her favor. Girl, you're like you're like a revolutionist and don't even know it. Oh my you were fighting against the patriarchy and you didn't even mean it. You were fucking on that conference room table and you were like, I'm just trying to get it in, but you were suddenly a feminist icon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I yes, I love this so much. Uh-huh. Um I wish that we were sitting at a table with her because I have so many more questions. You know, I want to know, did she talk to this man the next morning? Did she make eye contact with him? I know he was with his entire family. Like, what was the guilt that he was feeling? Had he showered since then? You know, so many questions. What did his wife think that he was doing late at night when he should have been home helping her take care care of her newborn twens? And also, I do want to say, girl, I know that you think this is the worst thing you've ever done. This is actually the worst thing he's ever done. And you know what? It probably isn't the worst thing he's ever done. We don't know that's the worst thing he's he's ever done. He's done way worse. That's probably a mild thing that this guy has done. We're going to need him to call in, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, can we have his number? We could send him. 
an email. If this rings a bell with with any of anybody out there, please call in. Uh, male politicians don't listen to our podcast. You don't know that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Steve Ballone, I know you probably <laughs> listen. Anyone else? Probably not. Rob Trotta listens to us. You know he does. Yeah, them, but that's it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this is a fantastic story. And again, not the worst thing you've ever done. I don't think that she said that she knew that he was even in a relationship. So She, she didn't. Typical male behavior. Girl, this is not a you thing. This is a you thing and totally normal what you did. Uh, I will say what this man did is also totally normal for men like this. Pieces and of shit. And it's not on you. You didn't take the vows. Uh, it, you know, people who know that people are married, I mean, that's a choice. These situations are very nuanced. Try to reserve judgment. Um, but, yeah, I don't think this is the worst thing you did. I think... It's amazing, and I think it's a great story. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm trying to find a culmination to this. Uh, I think this story is great. I don't know Alexis what... Alexis is in awe. Amazing. I, I want to ca- know what county you're in because of the the mayor. Like, I want to know more, but I'll, I never will because this is an anonymous right. situation. But from what you told your side, I mean, this is like, I, this is like blind, youthful hookups, and sometimes they over cross with fucking politics and adultery but it's not your fault i just want to know if this man saw her in the diner and was like of course he panicked did. sweating into his omelet dude if oh, a guy's uh, attracted <laughs> enough to fuck a woman then he's attracted enough when she walks in a diner mm-hmm. like he, he noticed her especially yeah. if it was the night before Trust me, he saw her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he probably shit his pants, as he oh, should. Gosh. And I hope his wife was like, what's wrong? And he's like, that's what, everything. That is, that's what his wife sounds like. <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> everything. No. Again, not vic- the wife is innocent. I mean, the dude lied, and here we are. But anyways, <sighs> on to the next. Love it. The love worst. It, love also, it. we're in total support of you, by the way. I on mean, the- listen, we've all done it. And maybe not knowing it. And people who are judging right now, you did it. And they hid their ring. So reserve your fucking judgment. <laughs> We've all hooked up with a married guy By accidentally. Knowingly or not. Hi, Billy, Jack, and Alexis. My name is Kate. And after listening to your recent Killing Time episode, I figured I would call in with my cringeworthy story. So um, rewind. I think it was like a six years ago. Um, I was just like a drunk early 20-year-old or something. I think I was probably like 23 or something. One of my friends was down from Michigan, so we decided to go out because it was the day before Halloween. Um, I think it was like a Wednesday or something. So I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time, um, and I – well, I don't know if I should say that, but whatever. Okay, so <laughs> um, we went out to this bar. We ended up, you know, getting blackout drunk, as you do, and um, – we met this guy who ended up like coming back with us to my apartment. But when we got to the apartment, I had left my keys in the Uber. So um, at the time my apartment was on the third floor and we had like a little side roof that slanted down and there was like a little gutter. So in my drunk brain, I was like, Oh cool. Like I'll just climb down that and I'll like climb in through my window. I don't know what I was thinking. Like I said, it was on the third floor. Also it was like blackout. Um, and this is like three in the morning. So I climbed down to what I think is my window and I kind of shimmy across this little area right where the gutter is very dangerous. I lean over and I had like these sharp nails at the time 
and I cut open the screen, or I lifted up the window and cut open the screen when somebody, um, this large man, came to the window, and he said, <laughs> of all the things he could have said, he said, hey, what can I do for you? <laughs> and I don't know what I did, because I don't really remember, um, but that's all I remember. And then the next day, um, I... So, okay, the key, leaving the keys in. So because I left my keys in, that was not my apartment. I had to kick down my door. That's, that's what the guy at the bar that we found at the bar, he came back with us and he kicked the door in for me. So the next day I had to go to the front office and was like, oh my God, somebody broke in to my apartment and like kicked in my door. Can you like fix it? And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, super weird though that that's your apartment because somebody in that same building said that somebody tried to come in through their window last night. And I was like, oh my God, no way. <laughs> but also this is what makes the story way, way better. So like I said, it was Halloween. So I was in a costume and of course, of all things, I was Spider-Man. <laughs> So I was dressed as Spider-Man going into this person's apartment at 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know how I didn't get, like, shot, stabbed, had the police called on me. I don't know. By the grace of whatever God. Okay. This isn't the worst thing this ever happened to her. Thing. This is this the is, absolute uh, yeah. best thing. Oh, my God. Best. She is an absolute menace. Yes. Iconic. Oh, my God. I dressed, iconic. dressed Everybody did the right thing in this situation. Yeah. Yes. The guy I, saying, how can I, how can help, I help you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love but then called the next day like, just so you know, someone tried to break in. But yeah. I asked them if I could help them and it wasn't scared or anything. Yeah, I love that the guy just, he was like, this young lady tried to break through <laughs> and, my no, screen in my woman, <laughs> Spider woman tried to yeah, break into and, my and, home. And dressed up as Spider-Man and then Spider having, woman. having long nails... And then actually cutting. No, it's like a Spider Woman, Cat Woman yeah. hybrid. Uh -huh. She's like. I thought she was gonna say Cat Woman. I, was I like just, I loved. Yeah. She was so descriptive that I really got the visual of the entire. Ooh, Absolutely, I was, I was, was there. My, my I was all favorite there. is that she's like, I need my door built back up. I someone kicked it in, <laughs> and it's like you kicked it in. The, your your cohorts kicked it in, and then you're like, oh shit, I was drunk. Like if the I don't remember it, it didn't happen. My door got kicked in, and I needed fixed. The entire apartment complex was up in arms from a breaker enter, and a mass it was her spider one time. Yeah, yeah, and including her, like, oh my god, a s another complaint mm -hmm. of this of this spider clad <laughs> spider woman doing a B &E. vigilante. Yeah. Oh, you are so good, lady. That oh, is a great story. Absolutely incredible. Yes. That, that a plus. Is, I can't believe you think that's that, the worst thing no, you've that, done. You, that is I think a victimless you, crime. Yes, yeah, so you go into the Killing Time Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think that is Hall of Fame level. Honestly, because it's it's a victimless crime. Yeah, no one got hurt except nope. like, did you ever find your keys? Like, email us. I want to know like. Did this hurt? Because otherwise, this is a victory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all dream of having a night like that, especially yeah. now. Does. Like I would yes. love. Yeah, we're gonna it's go just, that. It's a night of pure debauchery that she never got in trouble for, with no consequences. Yes. You got back in. They fixed your apartment. That guy didn't shoot you or no. hurt you or drag you in, which would have mm -hmm. been the worst case. Yeah. Scenario. I mean, that could have gone. You were also bad. wearing a sweet vigilante superhero costume. Like yes. you are my hero. Classic. I wish I knew your name. I know. Follow me on Instagram. We love you so much. Bye. Well, it's not time for goodbye yet, Alexis, because as we all know, we end with the Costanza stanza. Oh, I got ahead of myself. Um, I do have a Costanza stanza for you. And the title of this one is George Costanza, colon, a Tinder profile. 
<laughs> and this is George Costanza writing his own Tinder profile. Right. I love it. An honest Tinder profile. A stout man who's insecure, selfish, and neurotic. An average Joe with no interests. Far from the exotic. <laughs> Inadequate sexually. Devoid intellectually. I've been living with my parents as a grown man. <laughs> it's sad. But I have sex with women in their bed. But yeah, the sex is bad. <laughs> Mommy issues, daddy issues. They both essentially hate me. Because of this, they belittle, mock, and berate me. <laughs> wow. I'm joining Tinder because I'm terrible at relationships. Hand modeling was my only joy, but then I burnt my fingertips. <laughs> 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 Lastly, people think I murdered Susan, my wealthy fiance. But that's something that I would have never done because she was my big payday. Oh. Go out with me, George. <laughs> <laughs> Go out with me, George. <laughs>